and Archie asks what we're all thinking. Totally fair. Says, all right, Tony, but I got weird news. He's a baby. He's a baby? Um, so I'm not sure what you want him to do due to him being a baby. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere, and our fun fact for this episode is something that you loved about your childhood, since poor baby Anthony was robbed of his. I'm sad for baby Anthony that he doesn't get to go to parks with his grandpa and... This is such a dark question. Yeah, and that he doesn't get to go to the ice cream store every day uh, of summer with his grandpa. That's what I'm sad for baby Anthony about. Which grandpa? Tony's dad? I don't know. Mm. We we don't know either really hardly any of Tony and Fanks' family. Oh, so it's more like because that was your favorite part. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Although I feel like like Tom Keller maybe would... Would definitely do that with him, even though he's not his biological father. I do feel like Tom would if he was not brainwashed, for sure. Well, he's not anymore, technically. Question mark? How can he be brainwashed if without he, his brain? If he doesn't have a brain. Yeah. <laughs> Dark joke to start Am off I right? the pod. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 32-year-old artist and writer. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. My favorite part of my childhood was that my mom was a single mom. So it was just me, her, and my sister, and we just, it was an unbreakable unit, you know? So, like, my favorite part of my childhood was my childhood and that little family that we were. It was just us against the world, and uh, I really liked that. So was there something in particular that you guys liked to do? Um, we loved going on doing Saturday errands. And to this day, it's one of my absolute favorite things to do with my mom is doing Saturday errands, like going to Costco. When we lived in the States, we would go to Target and those were the great days. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love running errands with my mom and my sister. So we're really sorry to baby Anthony that he doesn't get to run errands with his family. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like I developed an affection for that because like there was no second parent to like take Mm -hmm. us to do like other things. And Mm -hmm. so like that was our idea of fun. And it turned out that was a really like cool idea because then I just to hang out with my mom. And productive. Exactly. And also, um, I was an introvert and I didn't want to hang out with anyone but my mom and my sister. So that worked out real well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Today we have words to say about episode 621 of Riverdale, The Stand. So The Stand was a post-apocalyptic dark fantasy novel written by Stephen King and it was first published in 1978. It centers on a deadly pandemic of weaponized influenza and its aftermath in which the few surviving humans gather into factions that are each led by a personification of either good or evil and seem fated to clash with each other. Makes total sense why they named it after this, and it even sort of stands alone as its own title if you don't even know what the title is referencing. It definitely does. Yeah, so big fan. It was a good choice for a title. It definitely stresses me out how um, prescient that book... Prescient? 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 Yeah. That book became. Mm -hmm. We're now living it. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Okay. Everything's fine here. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, before we go into the episode, we're going to do thoughts from listeners. So we got a couple of anonymous Tumblr messages here. One of them, uh, yeah, I was going to say are, is from, oh, anonymous, because I said that they were anonymous. This person says, with all due respect, Tabitha is so boring to me. Snooze fest. Also, zero chemistry with Cole. Those two actors actively cringe when they have romantic scenes. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't work. All right. And with all due respect, I I have to disagree. I have to disagree. Your opinion is totally valid. And I totally... I mean, I like, absolutely support your, like, if you're not feeling it, yeah. you're not feeling it. You don't have And that's to. fine. Sometimes, like, there'll be, like, a super popular ship. Mm-hmm. Like, even Varchi, where people go nuts for Varchi, and I'm like, yeah. 
those two actors are wooden together. Right. It's it's just your opinion, and that's totally fine. I don't agree, just because I think I've read some interviews with Cole where he just seems to absolutely love those scenes. Mm -hmm. So I sort of watch for, like, how he sort of lights up when he gets to work with her. So in my opinion, they have chemistry. Yeah. But it's okay that that's not your opinion. There are so many, you know, ships on screen that I've been like, no, and but a lot of people have really liked it. Oh my god. It just depends on the person. So, you know, you're not going to find anybody (laughs) agreeing with you on this podcast, unfortunately, but if one of our listeners is listening and they feel that way, now they know that they're not alone. Exactly. You know? And we got another anonymous message saying way too many Jugheads this episode. Uh, You know what? That's tea. I I was trying to do my notes uh and I was like, what goddamn Jughead is this? Yeah. So they said, way too many Jugheads this episode. I couldn't take the Cody facial expressions. Totally makes sense. So if you guys um remember last episode, I said like the very like over uh, exaggerated facial expressions and body movements that Bunker Jughead was making reminded me a lot of like Cole's Disney Channel days. And so gave me like a huge sense of nostalgia. And clearly other people picked up on that as well. For sure. Yeah. But it makes total sense as to why somebody would feel like that's cringe. I totally see how you oh, felt cringy about it. And, you know, I also see how Cole was sort of interpreting this cabin fever sort of version of Jughead to sort of like be that crazy version. And so that's like why he decided to like go with all those like things. Like very so, high energy. Yeah. But I totally see how that would be cringe. I totally get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun for me, but all good. Uh, all good if you guys didn't like it. As with all things Riverdale, if you found it to be cringe, odds are it, it probably was. was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so those are the messages that we got. Um, we wanted to say one more time that next episode is actually going to be late. Uh, we're not even going to get a chance to record it until a week after the episode has aired, unfortunately. Um, so if you guys want to send in uh, anything on our Tumblr, on our email, on Twitter, wherever you want, you can tell us what we got wrong about this episode. You can tell us what you thought about next episode. And you can also tell us what you're hoping for for season seven. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions. You guys have a whole week to get them all in. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you aficionados podcast at gmail.com is our email and at the aficionados all over everywhere else and tumblr is where you talk to us anonymously please be kind uh not that the people in this episode weren't kind which they were but yeah, yeah just a great. reminder always to be kind especially when you're being anonymous thank you so Brittany, would you like to tutor boot this episode um i don't know mm-hmm. There were parts of it that were so stupid that I was like, I can't, like, not even, it's not even, like, fun. Mm -hmm. It was just stupid. So I might just give it a newt. I can't give it a newt because it's, like, the big climax, you know? And so it's, like, I feel like I have to land on one side. never say climax again? Climax? It's a freaking (laughs) storytelling term. I just, like, just because it was that doesn't mean it was good, though. To, to For me. sure. I know. I just feel like I can't be neutral about it. Like, I have to pick a side. You have right, to okay. pick good or evil. It's a battle, Brittany. All right. Okay. And um, what are you picking? I'm going to give it a toot because <laughs> I guess it, cause I, it's not a boot to me, you know? But it... So I guess I'm going to give it a reluctant toot is what I'm going to do. Okay, you can. I thought it was fine. I didn't like, um, I wasn't screaming like I had been for a couple of previous episodes ago. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, that is incorrect. You screamed a lot. Not as much, though. <laughs> I was like, I was sitting next to you, bestie. Yeah, um, I think that 
some of it was tied up and you could definitely see where like some of the loose ends did start to come together. But I think overall, I was just kind of like, where was the ghost train? You yeah, know? no, they blew up the thing so they didn't have to do the ghost I train, was you know? I promised a train full of ghosts. Yeah. And I knew that we would never get it, but I wanted it. Yeah. You know, I felt like, you know, some of the loose ends were really wrapped up. I think that the the ending to what happened with Percival was quite good. Like, I thought that, you know, it was wrapped up quite well. And it seemed like a lot of the of this was actually planned throughout the season. Which is new. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so I liked that about it. So I'm definitely going to give it a toot. I'm not going to give it a boot. And that is your right. Yeah. So since this episode is basically a finale like it's got action 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 we're gonna do it uh chronologically and Brittany did the first half y'all ready for some absolute goofiness um things that people need to know if they haven't seen the episode um just know for your comfort um that alice frank and tom are all alive at the end of the episode yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um and percival was actually defeated this episode um it is not the end of of the action, however, and you will see that uh, once we get to the end. Exactly. So Jughead basically catches us up on the plot of the show so far. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, so um, we have to defeat Percival because Riverdale is in danger and Percival is an immortal interdimensional sorcerer. And I'm like, what show is this again? Did you see him floating? Yeah. Floating while meditating. I was like, okay. Okay, this was a lot. <laughs> it's, it's giving Wanda. Yeah. Uh, all right. The only new information we get in this scene is that Percival has shut down down the town borders no one can leave and help can't come in and yeah. that's kind of the most important part there but yeah. then i guess it doesn't really become it doesn't matter it doesn't really. matter yeah but it's it's funny because they're like no one outside the town even knows what's going on and i'm like sabrina just left <laughs> no yeah sabrina just left and also no one would believe you yeah they'd think that you were all suffering a mass hallucination yeah. due to like your water source being poisoned yeah. <laughs> before they'd be like yeah there's a wizard Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, all right. So Archie's in charge of leading their whole little superhero gang into battle because he served two tours. Where did he serve them? You don't know. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So they have to mitigate the sources of Percival's power. Pops was built on a hellmouth, but they moved Pops. So now they kind of have to put it back. But before they do that, they decide they need to sanctify the hellmouth with the Holy Grail. Yeah, which they're lucky enough to have. Uh... (laughs) From the 90s, because Tabitha got it from the 90s. Yeah, and she was like, Um, you know what? I just have this ancient, spiritual, very important relic. And it's very lucky that they still have access to the white worm. Yeah, that was the other thing. It was like, okay, so Pops is gone. Yeah. Why is the white worm still there? How does the white worm have a roof? Yeah, so basically, um, they had said, like, Tabitha was like, Tony, what do I do? Will you stand with me? And Tony's like, uh, well, Percival told me that I could keep the white worm, and it's probably really good for business for it to be, like, a truck stop, basically, which it kind of already is, but, like, a train stop. Lots of people will get lots of, what's it freaking called? Like, business. Yeah. And, um, so she was like, mm, so I'm gonna keep it. So they hadn't bulldozed yet, but they were going to. Okay, that was my question, because I was like, Well, I mean, they what? were able to put it back at the end. Exactly. So. I was like, what freaking structure is this? Yeah. Alright. But unfortunately, it It wasn't the building so much as it was the essence of Pops, one might say. So Reggie decides to rob the curiosity shop. (laughs) Unfortunately, Percival has already taken all of his magical objects and gone elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he left the Hiram portrait. He did leave the Hiram portrait behind. And they make sure to show us that. Mm -hmm. Why? And then when Reggie leaves the curio shop, he brings the portrait with it. Yeah. 
So, so the Hiram portrait is not destroyed. It is still around. Which I guess is sort of like making sure that Veronica still has her powers? Oh, yeah, probably, I guess. Yeah, because that was like the reason why she got them. Yeah, was that he had the portrait of Hiram. Right. So, maybe? Either that or, like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, foreshadowing, he's not dead. I just, I don't believe that a man that cockroachy could be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie also suspects that Percival is going to use his magical objects to arm his ghost troops. His ghost troops. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Anyway, Archie's like, Reggie, burn it down. And Cheryl's like, you know what? I know exactly who we could get to burn this shop down. And it's her own two hands. So they burn the shop down. Yeah. And then they high five at the end. It's really cute. It's actually very cute. The special effects look like hot garbage. Mm. That's fine. Whatever. So Betty is apparently upset that Alice died. I guess. (laughs) So my thing last episode, I was like, I don't think he would do this to his allies. Because that makes no sense to me. Why wouldn't he use them or whatever? And then I realized it's because he wanted them to be his ghost soldiers. Like he killed them so that they could come back as ghosts. And be part of the army. Yeah. Right? Because it made no sense to me that you would kill your allies. That makes no sense. But... Ally! Yeah. It was what one might call deeply stupid. One might call it that. One might. So yeah, she definitely... Alice definitely was killed. Yeah. And Betty is really upset because, you know, she only just got Polly back and now Percival's killed their mom. And Polly's like, okay, well, hey, at least mom's in a better place. And Betty's like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) She basically wants her mom back. She wants Cheryl to resurrect her. So they need to get the bodies because apparently you can't resurrect them without the bodies. Make Polly make sense then. Literally, exactly. Like you didn't have Polly's body. I understand how Jason came back if you need bodies because you have, she has Jason, Jason's body. Yeah. It's just in like ashes. Yeah, exactly. Cause like Percival had taken it from her and then she got it back by, it was something about the Ex Libris episode. It was in the Ex Libris episode. Yeah. She got it back after giving her library book, I guess. Yes. And um, so it makes sense to me that she has Jason's body. But Polly's body was, after they found it, I assumed either buried or cremated. Like, she... It's gotta be in the Riverdale Cemetery. Did we not see Alice and Betty at some point uh, beside a grave? I feel like we did. I feel like, yes, as I have well. a memory of that. So, yeah, I'm just not really sure. Like, she's literally saying to Polly, we need a body. And Polly's just like, yeah, for sure. They're talking to the Mm -hmm. character that they resurrected without that um, story rule. Right. And she's just looking right at her as if like, it's like if she was saying, talking to somebody else, then it'd be like, ooh, hopefully the audience uh, forgot about Polly. But she's talking to Polly in the scene. to Polly, which once again, I don't think these writers care about anything. (laughs) Whoever the script supervisor is, I have some questions. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Polly says, hey, maybe just have some faith. And Betty's like, screw faith. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So Kevin is like, hey, my dad died. And he actually looks really sad about it. But he's also commiserating with Fangs and Tony. Mm-hmm. If I were Fangs and Tony, I would want to kick this dude in the balls repeatedly. Like, I know that he's had a change of heart. And I know that he apologized. And I know that we invited him to the wedding so that he could sing a song from the wedding singer. But I don't know if I don't forgive him that fast. I really would. I really don't. If someone decided to wage a war against me and weaponize classist gross language in order to take my child, even if they apologized, we would not be cool. Yeah. That would take time. So anyway, Fangs is like, hey, by the way, Moose is here because apparently Moose is back for Kevin's emotional support. Yeah, that's all Moose does. This literally serves no purpose. They just bring Moose back in. Apparently he slipped in before the curfew or whatever. This does not come back. (laughs) Cody has a contract. He must. um, And he must be in a couple of episodes. Speaking of 
you know, we got that anonymous message that said that the girl who plays uh, Agent Drake said she was in one more episode. Gotta be next episode because she wasn't in this one. Oh my god, I hope um, so. If not, she lied. Or, or maybe it was a deleted scene. I don't freaking know. Oh, it could um, be. Could be. But yeah, Moose kind of shows up and then hugs Kevin a couple times. And I can't even tell if he's in that battle that they all go and do at the Babylonium. I couldn't even, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. I, he probably was there. You but. pay very close attention. The yeah. problem is, guys, when we watch it, um, the sun is right on the TV. So... <laughs> When I tell you that sometimes we can't see some of the darker scenes. Until the next day. Yeah. yeah. So Veronica and Archie decide to sort of have a little heart to heart. Veronica says, hey, how are you doing? And Archie goes over like his physical state and Archie mm-hmm. and Veronica's like, no, like, I mean, because your uncle died. Like emotionally. Like, Okay. And Archie's like, oh, well, you know, Frank was a soldier, so he would tell me to focus on the fight. And I'm like, are we not going to talk about the fact that Frank was, like, brainwashed this whole season and that was really and sad? And was horrible. Or, yeah. All right. So Archie has Cheryl and Heather looking for a spell to block anything that Percival might be absorbing from Bailey's Comet. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad plan. That's actually a good little sort of plan, I yeah. guess? I don't know. It's all that Heather can do, really. <laughs> My favorite part of this scene is that Archie says, I sent word to Percival to meet up at the Babylonium to discuss terms. And I'm like, what do you mean sent word? Yeah. That phrasing is very funny. Mm-hmm. You texted him? You definitely you texted him. He has his number. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what, did you send it by carrier pigeon? I think like- it's so funny. Like, Rivervale Percival must have, like, a phone. Did he bring his phone into River? Dale and how is his phone plan still working? I'm I, I, I'm guessing he got a new phone. He must have gotten a new phone. Must have. And then gave everybody his number. Got it. We are so stupid. Listen, uh, I'm not going to pretend that this isn't a podcast that's just us being pedantic the entire time. It, it, and it truly is. And, and it's a I joy. Love that journey for and us. it's something I enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> It really is. It really is. I have so many, so many of my notes is just me being like, well, actually. Um, actually? (laughs) And then, that's stupid. (laughs) Uh, That's dumb. Okay, well, that doesn't make sense, but it's Riverdale. It's Riverdale. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so Archie's like, hey, will you join me in meeting up with Percival? And Veronica's like, yeah, okay. Sure. So first they go to Pops and they meet up with the gang. Veronica's gonna be the negotiator, like sort of the go-between between Percival and Archie. But like any good negotiator, she needs to know the terms of the negotiation. Yes. So basically this whole scene is her saying... What are you willing to sacrifice Mm -hmm. to Percival in order to get what you want? Yeah. What is going, like, what if he asks for something, what is too far for you to want your family members back? Exactly. So what they decide is that the line of him wanting baby Anthony obviously is too far. Mm -hmm. But what if they gave him half of Riverdale? Yeah. And Jughead's like, so we would just be in North and South side again? And like, everyone's like, no, we don't want to do that. And I'm also like, um, that was season two was your best work. I'm sorry. I think so. It's true. And you should say it. And season two is when you guys were North side and South side. I'm just saying. Oh, um, Cheryl also suggests that she just kind of go in guns blazing and kill Percival. I've heard worse ideas. I know, Cheryl, babe, that's not gonna work. Like, I feel like she's tried. Like, remember, she was like, I'm going to do a ritual and then burn him from the inside out. And then he set your grandma on fire. Like, it's just not gonna work. You've tried this already. And Tabitha does tell her, like, every time you do this in one of the scenarios I've seen, it does not work. Yeah. But I I like the energy. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the, well, what if we just kill him? She's like, that's literally how the apocalypse happens. And that's the future that I saw. Oops. Don't want that. Well, so Veronica says, like, here's the thing. Percival is going to... 
demand that you surrender the whole thing. Yeah. And if you're not going to offer that, then you have to be prepared to never get your debt back. Yeah. Veronica's a good negotiator. This mm -hmm. is probably the best, like, business Veronica we've seen in a quick mm -hmm. minute. So Tabitha approaches Varchi privately and says that in all of the future scenarios, she only ever saw two where this was successful, mm -hmm. but one of them did involve Varchi meeting Percival at the Babylonium. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't Tabitha have just, like, told them all of the plans of the yeah, you'd, you'd think so, but it also kind of feels like she'd be like, uh, well, if I tell you this, then it, you know, it's like, if I tell you this, then it won't come true, you know? Like, it's like something that just kind of like needs a to happen, no, I guess. No, but like, yeah, it, what, you could absolutely, or, like, argue that that's a temporal paradox. But then later, she does the same thing. Mm -hmm. She basically just tells. She tells does anyway. commit the temporal paradox. Right. So, so who knows? I don't know. But okay, so here's the kicker here, though. In the scenario where they wanted the Babylonium, all they did was walk up to Percival and shoot him in the head. <laughs> Like, if it was that easy, should you what? not then have pulled for that already? <laughs> like, Tabitha, bestie, why didn't you go do it then? Yeah. Just get get a gun. Lord knows you can find one. Mm -hmm. Shoot him in the head. Boom. Plan over. Done. This will um later be completely taken back, by the way. Yeah. Just, just so we're clear. Okay. <clears throat> so, Vargie do arrive at the Babylonium, and Twilight Twist is there with the ghoulies, because of course she is, because yeah. that is his army. Uh-huh. Is Twilight Twist in the ghoulies? Well, now that he doesn't have his ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. He can't run his ghost train because yeah. they've sealed the Hellmouth, which means I don't get to see a ghost train and I'm upset. Mm -hmm. So, Robin, do you want to talk about who is in the ghoulies Sure, now? yeah. So it's really funny because Veronica shows up and she's like, oh, hey, Twyla, um, aren't all the ghoulies dead? I mean... From earlier this season, they were all murdered, but okay. Remember? Um, And they're like, haha, yeah, we're brainwashing the people you love, presumably so that you don't want to fight them. Basically. Um, and then also Percival also says later, yeah, they're just a shield. Yeah. Like, I just want them to be killed so I'm not being killed. And so I love that they're like, yeah, we're brainwashing, like, you know, your friends, your family, your neighbors. You don't mind, right? Um, and the three people we see who are their friends, their family, their neighbors are... Mr. Weatherby, which makes total sense to me because we all know that Weatherby is a bit persuadable. He, he's he been known to join a cult or two. A little gullible, this Waldo. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Ms. Weiss... Not Ms. Weiss. That one was shocking. That one hurts. And also, you know, when Tony comes in here later, I wanted a moment where she was like, oh, because um, Tony and Ms. Weiss are like my favorite duo. And <sighs> Dr. Curdle Jr. Robin, no. He's a ghoulie. But it's okay. He's just being brainwashed. He would never go against Betty. It's true. He would In wouldn't. real life, you know. I mean, she is the serpent queen and he does know this. But seeing Dr. Curdle Jr. in a gang... <laughs> gang jacket was very funny. Wait, Tony's a serpent queen now. I'm yeah. an idiot. And, um, uh, seeing Weatherby in a gang jacket was also very funny. No, that was just straight up comedy. Yeah. yeah that, they're, it's very funny. It's, yeah, they're like, oh, here's our army, and it's like Dr. Curdle Jr., Mr. Weatherby, and some unnamed ghoulies. Yeah. Cool army! Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have blown up the train. It's so bad. Okay, so, Farchie meet with Percival. Yeah. And Percival's like, hey, before you try anything... I have a filter on my nostrils, so I can't inhale any of your weird killer scent. And also, I've sealed every part of my skin so that I can't absorb anything. And I'm like, well, why can't I see any of that? Why do you just look normal? Why aren't you extremely... And bestie, if you seal oily. up every pore, you'll eventually suffocate. Yeah. That's like literally something that happens in James Bond. What? He's magic, Brittany. It's fine. Okay. So the negotiation begins. Sorry. So, two episodes ago, uh, Percival killed Archie. You'll, you'll recall this. He killed a I, bunch of people. I do recall this, yes. And last episode, um, they were like, Percival, at the beginning, they were like, Percival didn't know that they were alive yet. So we're just acting like everything is chill. Yeah. 
And at the end of the episode, Percival has not seen these people be alive. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to assume that he, after seeing that his railway was blown up, assumed that Archie was alive yet. Because he looks straight at Archie, who he thinks is dead, and doesn't react at all. <laughs> yeah. Percival is not supposed to know that Archie is alive. Yeah. Bonk. Oh, well. Listen, they just forgot. They just forgot. They they forgot. Okay. Okay. So the negotiation begins. The first thing that they want is they want their dead back. Mm-hmm. And in exchange... Percival can have Archie. Yes. I mean... And Archie names a bunch of kinky things that they can do together. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, but like, this is kind of a good deal, dude. You should just take it. Yeah. And Percival's like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Because... No, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. Because look, I have this thing that can defeat you. And it's a mace that was forged in the pits of Asgard. So it can defeat Archie. So he doesn't need Archie. It really he feels, can kill Archie. It really feels a little bit like Percival keeps just showing up with weapons that would work against Archie. Like, does it not feel like they were like, okay, Archie's invincible now. Okay, he's not invincible because of Palladium. Okay, now he's extra invincible. Okay, well then how is the battle going to have any stakes? Well, okay, let's bring in things that can destroy him, though. You yeah. know, like, it's like they made him a little bit too invincible by accident. They, they created Captain America, and then they were like, well, how do you beat Captain America? Mm-hmm. Okay! Well, probably with a mace from Asgard. But I like how, I talked about this when we were talking about the trailer for last, or at, in last episode, but I liked seeing, like, the portrait of him, like, in his old-timey garb. Um, because there always have to be a portrait in that office of whoever lives in the exactly. office. Exactly. Yeah. It's tradition. Mm-hmm. So apparently Archie surrendering himself would be absolutely useless. So Veronica says, okay, well, I mean, do you want like half the town? Mm-hmm. And Percival's like, no, no, I want the whole town or nothing. You're bad at this. Or so this either- baby I'm threatened by. <laughs> exactly. He was like, you either pledge your allegiance to me or you die. Okay. So Veronica says, hey, listen, I have met dudes like you before. I don't know if you know this, but before you, there was this guy named Hiram. And I was like, oh, here we go. I, I, Hiram has to come back at some point. There's no way that he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. A hundred percent. So Veronica says that her only, her only regret with Hiram and him keeping the town under his control is that she didn't kill him sooner. And then she pulls out a gun to try and assassinate (laughs) Percival. And then she pulls the trigger and flowers shoot out of it because it's, it's a clown gun. It's like one of those little ones used in magic, which used in magic shows, which yeah. I kind of like because it was kind of a callback to how she did like a little magic show with Jughead. It was, it was hilarious mm. in like how insanely goofy it was. Yeah. Veronica's like about to pull out a gun and murder a guy and he's like, mm, magic trick, I'm a magician. Yeah. And he's like, anyway, see you tonight for the fight pops. Hope you surrender. Bye bye. And then, but then he gives them their dead, which is nice. Cause he's like, you can have them, but they have to know that there must be a, there must be a twist. You know, yeah, there has exactly. to be a, uh, what's it called? Uh, a catch. A catch. Yes. Exactly. So at the Babylonian, Twyla is like, um, why would you give them what they want? And Percival's like, well, they ruined my plans for them, so I'm just gonna repay the favor and ruin theirs. He keeps having these little, like, scenes with Twyla, and I'm like, why, why? (laughs) I don't know what purpose this served except to, like, make him seem more menacing. I guess so, I don't know. You know, nothing like a monologue. Yeah. So Archie and Ronnie bring everyone back to the El Royale, and Cheryl's like, um, we have to take the bodies to the mines because I can't resurrect them here. I have to burn them. Yeah. So Betty's like, okay, I just want to see my mom because if your spell doesn't work, then I want to say goodbye to her. Which is totally fair. Yeah. And I think was a really good way for the writers to have them check. Yes. 
You'd think that by the time, when they got them to the mines, they would have, like, taken them out and put them in, like, wrapped them up like they did originally. So, yeah. like, they would have noticed by the time they got to the mines. But, yeah. Uh, my, here's my question, Brittany. What do you think would have happened with the spell if they just didn't have their heads? I think they would have come back wrong. It would have just, um, either that or it, they would just would have burned. Yeah. So, like, as Jughead said at the beginning, the three that we lost were beheaded. Yeah. So... When Betty opens the casket, right, she's right, like, sorry. oh, right, okay. So um, none of these bodies have heads. Right. Like, she's like, hmm. And then Archie checks Frank's and uh, Kevin checks Tom's, obviously, and then gets comforted by Moose. But it's funny because when he runs up, he, like, pushes Moose away. Like, Moose is like, oh, no, Kevin. And he's like, get out of my like, way. Get out of my way. And I'm like, this, okay, whatever. So let's, let's talk about our favorite part of the scene. Go ahead. Okay. So Betty looks in the casket and she's like, oh, she's freaked out or whatever. And they're like, oh my God, is it not her? And Archie goes over there and he checks and he closes it. And they're like, is it Alice? Who is it? Or whatever. And Archie goes, oh, it's definitely her. But she doesn't have a head. And then we all Why started laughing. Why is Archie so sure and so convinced if it's out Al- that it's Alice without her head? And I Tell said, me. Mm-hmm. because it's the only one with boobs. <laughs> No, I mean, it could be any woman, though. Oh, fair enough. So how, why does Archie recognize <laughs> Alice by her boobs? That's what I'm wondering. He's I a, just wonder why Archie knows that. He's a fellow MILF enthusiast. <laughs> like, you know, oh, she's wearing Alice's clothes. That could be anybody, you know? I think this is very funny. He's just like, watch. oh, no, that's a 47D for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, Alice's course. exact bra size. Oh, so. of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is 47D even a real... Um, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Um, no? Yeah, I don't, um, I only know mine, so... <laughs> I only don't mind, so I don't know the rules of any of the rest of it. Yeah. Well, it goes up by twos, I think, doesn't I think- it? So it wouldn't even be an odd number. Yeah, you're right. So basically, Cheryl's like, okay, we need the heads. So we need to figure that out before we do this. Yeah. So apparently the ritual's still not going to work without the heads. And I'm yeah. like, but you have most of the body and you still brought Polly back, but whatever. You yeah. make the rules. Uh, Jason was so deeply, like he had, it starts with a D. Okay. D, like after you die, decompose. you- Decompose. He had so deeply decomposed. And yet you were able to bring him back. Yeah, but he didn't come back right. I mean, that's true. That is true. He's so weird. He's so weird, dude. So Betty should feel out of the loop now that Alice and Polly have both been brought back to life. And she's like, oh, I haven't even died. Blech. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because she couldn't. She wasn't the one of the ones who died in the no. last episode either. No. Everyone's done it but her, right? Yeah. Yeah. So elsewhere, Jugatha are chatting about how Tabitha thinks that Jughead needs to leave town right now immediately. Mm-hmm. Because in every scenario where this happens, Jughead dies. Yeah. And she's like, you need to run. And I'm like, but then you won't win. Like, I, I just understand her instinct so much mm-hmm. because like she loves him. So she doesn't yeah. want him to die. And he's like, okay, but here's the thing. I came back from the dead in order to win this fight. Or That's- I was forced back from the dead yeah. for this. So I'm going to stay here and I'm going to fight. This is just how it's going to go. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, aren't the town borders closed? But then Tabitha brings up the fact that he can make portals. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So Percival is for- Hold on. They say they love each other for the first time. Was that the first time? I didn't even think that was notable. They said the first, they said, I love you to each other in Rivervale. That's right. Um, but this is, as far as I understand, and I think because I saw this on Tumblr, but that I believe this is the first time that they say it to each other in this. That's really cute. Yeah. Congrats. I think. I might be wrong. I don't think you're wrong. And if you are, let's all just pretend that you're not. Yeah. You cool with that? Yes. Cool, sweet. So Percival makes some creepy ass dolls that look like Reggie, Glenn, Jason, and Veronica's Abuelita. Yep. That's that scene. It's just a bunch of creepy dolls. So I 
we couldn't see very well because, like we said, uh, the sun is uh, going right onto our TV so we can hardly see. But, you know, when I looked at them today while I was doing my notes, I was like, mm, actually, it looks quite a lot like them. They did a good job with the props, yes, to be honest. Did. And, like, I know that Jason died, but he is alive right now. Reggie's obviously alive right now. Abuelita is obviously alive right now. But he reanimated Glenn for this. Yeah. I guess. Like, he couldn't just pick somebody else who was alive. Like, it couldn't, you know, like... Like, that's why we were watching the scene, and I was confused the entire time. So I was like, when did Abelita die? Right. But she I, didn't. She didn't. No. So... I'm gonna be honest, this would have been more interesting if it was Mitch. Yeah. But then... Ugh, but then she'd have to kill her own mom. Yeah, but, like, it would have been more interesting. Yeah, because she's a hot lady. Well, and yeah, and just because, like, they have more of a relationship than... Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just Glenn. I honestly thought that they would do Polly mm. because she's there, but I guess yeah. they want to keep Polly for a while. And also, like, you got to reckon with the sort of reality that Polly is a Jesus-like figure now. Yes, exactly. So yeah. it, it makes sense that they didn't touch that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Archie and Reggie basically go over the entire plan. Mm -hmm. So Archie says, yeah, so let's lure Percival to Fox Forest. And I was like, oh, great, you can go cruising with Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's in a relationship now, Brittany. He then goes over all of Percival's powers and how every one of them also has those powers. Mm -hmm. So th they should be equal. Yeah, if they all work together. Together, then it should be fine. Yeah. And Reggie's sitting there like, I wish I had powers. Exactly. He's <laughs> like, sorry, just like, I can talk to like this one doll. Yeah. But, like, that's it. And that's just my conscience. And most people can just speak to their conscience in their own brains anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, bless. Yeah, his isn't really a power at no. all, is it? No. That's okay. But later I noticed that, um, you know, they did the thing where they hold their breath and then they're invisible and then they stop holding their breath and then they're not invisible anymore. Mm -hmm. And Reggie was one of those people. Yeah, so Reggie so at least got to do one magic thing. I feel like Cheryl has an ability to definitely, like, share her powers. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. So Reggie's like, hey, man, yeah, I get it. Like, this is this is a pretty good plan. Do you want to get me a beer? Yeah. And Archie's like, yeah, sure. Because like, <laughs> Archie's like, I don't know if we should be inebriated for this, but okay, Reggie. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll get you a beer. So he goes to get him a beer, but when he leaves the room, Bingo is like, what the hell, Reggie? What the hell, man? And he He's starts like, growling I'm at him. I'm seeing some bad vibes here, I got here, bad vibes Reggie. here, and I'm a little puppy, and I'm really smart. Uh -huh. So Betty tells Polly that she needs some time alone before hearing a noise from the kitchen. Uh-huh. And Veronica receives a surprise visit from Abuelita. Yeah. She's like outside the door and she's like, can I come inside? So basically everyone's about to get their shit rocks. <laughs> so maybe this is just me misinterpreting. Okay. But she sees her Abuelita so infrequently that I thought that Abuelita lived out of town. Like I in New York or something. she lived out of town. And like perhaps Percival was like, yes, let this woman through specifically because she is going to help my agenda. But I'm like, the town is blockaded. She can't come through. So Abuelita lives in Riverdale, I guess. Either that or she was staying in Riverdale or she moved. I, like, And like, it's interesting because she's like, you killed Hiram and stuff. And she wouldn't know this information unless Veronica had literally told Percival this earlier this episode. Because Veronica doesn't tell people about that. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, Veronica for some reason was like, I'm going to confess this thing to Percival because I'm about to kill him. Percival was like, first of all, you didn't kill me. Second of all, I'm going to use this against you. Yeah, second of all, now I have ammo, idiot. Yeah. 
I didn't, you know what? At that point, Abuelita wouldn't even need to be enchanted. Yeah. She'd be like, yeah, I'm going to kill that kid. Yeah. Yeah. So Heather tells Cheryl that she's been reading up and she's been checking all the references to Bailey's Comet and she thinks that they've been making an incorrect assumption about something. Unfortunately, before she can tell us what the, the plot twist is for the episode, Jason shows up with a bow and arrow and he's like, hey, and then shoots Heather with a, with an yeah. arrow. I think it's so funny because he's just like, Cheryl, come hang out with me. And she's like, um, no, I'm busy. And he's like, you're always so mean to me. And I'm like, this is why we don't let this guy talk. He he, <laughs> he talks like a little kid. Yeah. It's very funny. Just, I'm sorry. I don't see anything behind his eyes. Ever. But I think that's the point. Yeah. I think that's very purposeful. It probably is. But he's like, you're mean. I hate you. And she's like, what? I'm not mean. And Heather's like, mm, uh, something weird's going on. Yep. 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 And then and Heather gets no shot. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. So Cheryl's like, um, I'm Audi 5000 and books it. Yeah. Which honestly, like. Shout out to Heather. I'm starting to I'm starting to trust Heather more and more and more because Heather was like, leave me, you run. Which I think yeah. is really lovely. And then later, like, she's just really helpful. And so I'm starting to trust her a lot more. I yeah, think. I think because it's Riverdale and because I think because she looks so much like Miss Grundy, we were like, are you trustworthy? But I think she is. Yeah, I actually do. And if we get betrayed by that, then they did a good job making us like her. Yep. Archie rolls back in with his beers and he's like, hey, beers. And Reggie's like, knife. Yeah. <laughs> stabs Archie with a magical dagger. Yeah. So it actually does pierce his skin and he actually does get stabbed because yeah. it's some um, enchanted or some crap. So, <laughs> so Betty comes downstairs because she heard the sound and there's Glenn. Glenn don't look right. He's like creepy dead stitched up Glenn. Yeah. He, he has, um, he's clearly been to Helen back and he didn't enjoy his stay there. I'm just like, if he was found in multiple pieces, was he put back together to get put in the casket? Like, I wonder if that's why he's all stitched back up. Cause for some reason oh. I was just like, oh, he probably, they probably just cremated him. But I guess if his, I don't know, family or something wanted him to be in the casket, then they would have done think that. think about that. They, they might have done that. I don't know. It's Seems on, like a lot. I think I'm putting Percival, a lot of thought into it. I think it. Percival probably enchanted him yeah. back together. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I, like I said, I'm putting too much thought into it that they didn't really. Exactly. It. So Betty's like, hey, um, why dead person here? Yeah. And then he's like, well, I'm going to kill you. So she yeah. grabs a fire poker and they're just going to um, fight. And she brought a knife to a gunfight because he has a saw. Yeah. So he has like an electric meat cutter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, every time she like sees creepy zombie Glenn, which is I feel like has been more than once. But every time she sees like a dead person, I'm just like, hey, remember when you slept with that guy and now he's dead and <laughs> now he's dead and trying to kill you. But uh, Betty picking up that fireplace poker uh, reminded me of like the season two finale or like around that time when she picked up that fireplace poker and attacked Hal with it. Oh, yeah. In, I believe, this same room. Yeah. So um, I really liked that parallel if, the, if they were even going for that. It's possible. Yeah. They have pretty okay continuity when mm -hmm. it comes to Betty. So Veronica's like, hey, Abuelita, um, why didn't you call? It's actually super rude to drop in on someone <laughs> like this. Abuelita's like, actually, <clears throat> I didn't call because I have a shotgun. And she blows the door open yeah, she's with like, a shotgun. I'm going to kill you because you killed Hiram. Yeah. And that's my son. So she just chases Veronica around the apartment shooting at her. And I'm like, listen, I know that she's under Percival's spell, but also is it the smartest idea for when she, if this girl killed 
your son. Um, if you kill this girl, then that's that's your genetic line. <laughs> you know, it's done. Oh my god, I didn't even was, think about that. He was her only son. Like that that just I know <gasps> that she's brainwashed, but like that doesn't make sense to me if you know Abuelita was actually thinking about it. That's really funny. It just you kill the whole bloodline right there. Yeah. So Jugatheri eating lunch and Tapatha's like, I've just felt a disturbance in the force. Mm-hmm. And this disturbance was Archie's dying. Yeah. Because she- apparently Tabitha can now feel when any resident in the town is dying because like she's its guardian resident. angel. Yeah, something. Yeah. She can feel all of these things now. She says a bummer a neat, word. That's a neat little trick. She also says a bummer word, which is tingling. Um, yeah, it it's sort it's a throwback to my spidey senses or tingling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but uh, earlier when they had their I love you scene, Jughead was making a sandwich and was like, are you sure you don't want one? And then seeing Tabitha eat a sandwich in this one, I was like, hmm, so she decided to have a sandwich. Yeah. Interesting. She, she was like, oh, he loves me. Yeah. Also, I'm hungry. Yeah. Good for her. So they have to book it out of there because apparently one of the souls of the town is dying. Yeah. Betty smacks Glenn with a glass vase, knocks him out. Mm-hmm. Abelita just keeps chasing Veronica. There's holes everywhere. It's it's going to be a construction renovation nightmare. Again? Exactly. Jason is still hunting Cheryl and they're playing Marco Polo now. I honestly kind of liked that. It felt like that could potentially have been something that they played as children in this big, in this big house. Yeah. You know, so I really liked, you know, even though we haven't seen flashbacks of them playing Marco Polo, that is a jump that I could feasibly make. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, you know, appropriately creepy. Yes, for sure. Betty ends up in the dr- in the garage and she finds a chainsaw. She's like, I just have a larger thing than yeah, <laughs> a larger like, version of what you have. Exactly. So, um, yeah, Glenn is... Hold on! Glenn has been rendered back into the pieces from which he came. Hold on! Okay. This electric meat saw that Glenn has... Okay. It looked kind of old, I thought. Sure. Doesn't that need to be plugged in? How's he running around with it? Uh, it's probably gas-powered. Gas? Wait, oh, wait. His saw or Betty saw? His. It's probably a lithium-ion battery or something. Okay. The one my grandma has needs to be plugged in, so that's what I thought. Oh, it's probably just regular battery. Yeah. What a very fair thing. (laughs) Veronica locks herself in the bathroom, and she actually puts a- one of her little poisons on the doorknob that paralyzes Abelita temporarily. Like, weird, gross mucus coming from my hands. Yeah, I was like, okay, fair enough. So, Reggie and Archie are still- squaring off. Archie tries to basically beat the crap out of Reggie, mm-hmm. and Reggie just stabs him oh, over what? and over and over again. And I'm like, there's, bingo! There's so much violence. Bingo, where are you during this part? I know, exactly. I'm like, um, shouldn't you be, like, attacking Reggie? Yeah. Like, what what happened after Bingo growled at him? I know, right? So, Jason corner Shale in her room, and Cheryl's like, hey, I'm so sorry about this. I shouldn't have brought you back. And then she lights him on fire. Yeah. Yikes. I couldn't watch that happen to my brother you know no, like, oh my god obviously i understand why that's scary but i also think that it's a pretty good parallel to um when she set him on fire on the on sweetwater river yeah which i think happened in season four i think but yeah i would give anything to never hear about jason again mm-hmm. you know i know we're gonna but her well, plot line always comes back to jason well jason was the inciting incident to this it, whole thing that's so. true yeah. all right fair enough tabitha finds archie on the ground bleeding out and bingo licking at his wounds mm-hmm. i'm sure that'll come back later yeah so veronica's paralytic toxins have worn off and abelita's like hey that was wild i have no idea why i did any of that veronica's like oh you were under a spell and abelita's like sure that makes sense because you know what a voice in my head told me to kill you for killing Hiram and Geraldo. I also Isn't like that, that they brought Geraldo back because Geraldo did mean a lot to Abuelita. It, yeah, it was clear that he Clearly, did. so. Yeah. I like that they at least remembered that one random character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Also, she has no idea, no memory of anything that happened after that. So she has no idea that she had a shotgun or she tried to kill Veronica. Mm-hmm. Or how she got into the town limits. Exactly. <laughs> Polly rolls up to the house and she's like, hey, I was worried about you. What's going on? And Betty's like, hi, I'm covered in blood and Glenn's in pieces in the garage. He tried to kill me. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, Betty, this feels a little bit like trash bag killer behavior. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I think my favorite part of this scene is Betty says, Glenn is in pieces in the garage and some of them are twitching. And then they do indeed cut to that. Yeah. And it's it's just a bunch of body parts twitching. Yep. So Trying to reanimate again, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just like his hand, like crawling. We're like, please, 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 please. Cheryl and Heather have a patch-up session, and Cheryl says, yeah, Sabrina was right. I should not have resurrected Jason. Mm-hmm. Oops. I think it's nice that Heather forgives her immediately and Jason yeah. as well. Yeah, Heather's like, you know what? He was being controlled by Percival. It's not his fault. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, that's true, but also she should not have resurrected him. That was mm-hmm. the right instinct. Mm-hmm. So Cheryl's like, hey, what was that thing you were going to tell me before a plot point happened? And then we don't get to hear it. Not now. But in the future... We will. So that is part one. Uh, before we go into part two, Patreon. It's a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. And um, we'd really appreciate your help if you have the means to do so. $1 a month gets you early access to every single podcast. I know that these ones are almost done, but you will get access to the uh, finale podcast super early and also all our other podcasts. $2 is our Discord server. $5 is 10% off at our small businesses. So Brittany's, mine, and our lost co-host Casey's uh, small business. Um, and the $10 level is our Patreon-only podcast, Okay, Love You, Hi. And uh, we just talk for about 45 minutes every two weeks about whatever we feel like. Yeah, and, whatever comes um, into our brains. It's lots of fun. A lot of people seem to really like it. So uh, we really appreciate your help. If you can't do that, maybe check out our small businesses. That's another way to support us. And um, if not, just recommend us to a friend that is free. There are so many Riverdale, uh, Aficionados Riverdale episodes to catch up on uh, before season seven starts. So give uh, give the gift of Aficionados today. God, season seven. <laughs> I truly didn't think we'd be here. Well, last one, Benny. Hey, it's true. you're not alone. Neither did Ross. Nope. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. All right. Part two. So all of Archie's stab wounds are completely gone. <laughs> so stupid. Because Bingo has healing properties, which I like that they brought back. Yeah, that happened forever ago, and um, so I just enjoy that, you know, they didn't just immediately forget that Bingo also has powers. I just think it's extremely funny that the way they got around Archie being straight up murked was, oh, well, a dog licked him back to He life. has a magic dog. He, so we have more than one phoenix in Riverdale. It's true. Because he has healing properties. Oh my god. And I assume his also his tears. <laughs> I hate you. So Reggie standing there feels horrible about it. And like, I'm happy for Archie that he's like, you know, alive and stuff, but he still had to like feel all of those stabs. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, yay, everyone's alive again. But like, they had their heads chopped off. Do they have memory of getting guillotined? I hope not. Like all these people who they keep bringing back, I'm just like, okay, but good God. What was death like? Hope you don't remember it. So Reggie says that he was just with Marty and he heard a voice saying to find out the plan and kill Archie. And they're like, okay. Sure. Um, sure. So Tony shows up and she's like, hey, us gays have a plan. It sure is a plan. That's what happens. It's a plan. So Tony says, we have a serpent saying that you've never heard before. And it's always kill a baby snake in its egg so it doesn't grow up to bite you. And I'm like, that sure is lengthy. I'm like, but if you guys like snakes, why, why, are, you you, why are you killing them? them? Yeah. Um, that was not one of the serpent laws. What it's is that? true. That was not a serpent law. So they're like, oh, that's what he's doing with Anthony. Like, Anthony could hold Percival 
for centuries as everyone else dies around them. And so he's just trying to kill the baby ahead of time so he can just always rule. You gotta be threatened by a gay baby. So their plan is to go to the Babylonium, beat up the ghoulies. We bring a baby that Percival's scared of because he's very threatened by this baby. He's very threatened by this baby. And then we find the missing heads. And the baby, the baby takes out Percival. And And Archie asks what we're all thinking. Totally fair, says, all right, Tony, but I got weird news. He's a baby. He's a baby? Um, So I'm not sure what you want him to do due to him being a baby. And she goes, right now he's a baby. In the future, we've seen him. He's a warrior. And I was like, babe, that was in heaven. You don't know what's real. He wasn't real. Like, I'm surprised that's actually what he looked like, because that was just, like, a manifestation of their dreams, right? I'm guessing it's supposed to also be prophetic. Yeah. Like, like they really put him in Create-A-Sim and aged him up just to see what he would look, up, they look so- like. They soap-opered him. Yeah. And so Tab- they're like, Tabitha, what if you sped up time just for him? And Tony's like, listen, we'd miss his whole childhood, but I'm willing to make that sacrifice because right now he cries a lot. And I'm like, is he okay? Like, is he willing to make that sacrifice? I honestly, I hate this. Who's going to teach him to talk? And Tabitha's like, I think this might work, right? So she does this in the El Royale office. And I'm like, so did this guy spend years and years and years of him just sitting in that office? Like, what happened in that time bubble? I don't know. Did he not see his parents for 18 years and he's literally just meeting them? He doesn't have any social maturity. He's never seen literally anybody but Tabitha. Like, what? I don't think he has. He had any perception of time passing, to be honest with you. Like, I think so he, he was just no like... Memory. How does he function? How literally. Does he walk? How does he talk? How does he know how to use a space gun? I don't know what... Right. And he immediately knows what the plan is and and is willing to be extremely brave for this one thing. And I'm like, this guy's never spoken to a human before. I think we're supposed to just assume that he ages up into like a fully grown, fully fleshed out adult with all of um, the traits that we learn. Or is this like an offshoot Tony from like in the time bubble, he grew up in a Riverdale, a normal Riverdale? Right. And then he just like somehow knows the plan and is like... Goodbye, mother and father who have memories of my childhood. Like, goodbye, mother and father who know what my favorite food is. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I hate this. I honestly hate this. So I'm like, so is he just going to be 18? Yes. He's just going to be a full adult for all of season seven? Like, he's going to be around? Yes. That's insane. They better still call him baby Anthony or I'm going to be upset. I'm like, I get it because like, he's immortal, right? So it's not like you're shaving years off his life. Yeah, exactly. And you're honestly kind of adding more time so that he can hang out with his parents for longer. Oh, that's a good point. Like, technically, he gets more time with his parents when he, like, can that's actually a, talk to them that's and stuff. That's a good point. But I'm also like, what happened in there? <laughs> what went down? Yeah, so they just give him the dagger and he's like, I'm willing to do this. And I'm like, okay. All right, okay. Uh, yeah. Have fun. So they go to the Babylonium. And they're like, okay, listen, guys, we're not killing the ghoulies. We're just subduing them because right now they're being mind controlled, which is fair. So Jughead asks Tabitha if she thinks this is going to work. And she says, it's one of two ways that we beat him. And she calls it the Battle of the Babylonium. 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 I know. I loved it as somebody whose favorite movie is called the Battle of the Smithsonian. No, I'm saying say it five times fast. Battle of the Babylonium. Battle of the Babylonian. Battle of the Babylonian. Battle of the Babylonian. <laughs> <laughs> so Jughead says, listen, Tabitha, I know that I'm supposed to die. So if I die, I don't want you to mourn. I just want you to move on and chase your dreams. And I'm like, okay. That's not how being a person works. Also, 
when she true. mourns, it's not for you, you know? She's mourning for herself to make herself feel better, you know? Like, obviously, she's mourning because she can't see him anymore, and she's like... But, yeah, mourning is a deeply personal thing. Yeah. But also, like, it's his lost potential and who he could have been. Yeah. So he says, no, I'm happy with the life that I lived. I've fallen in love. I've published a book. I went to an alternate universe and met versions, other versions of myself. And all of those three things are totally connected and a normal thing for somebody to put on their bucket list. For sure. So uh, Tabitha's like, oh my gosh, we should bring in the people from the alternate universe. We always lost in Riverdale. But if we take him to Rivervale, maybe there will be more opportunities for us to win. I gotta tell you, somehow did not see this coming. Me neither, it's and I liked twist. it. It's I not liked bad. It. Is it a cop-out? Yeah, yeah, but at least it's entertaining. It was good, honestly. So Cheryl comes to tell Archie about the comet. She says, actually, it's not coming tonight, it's coming tomorrow. This has suddenly changed, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And so Archie's like, okay. So they say that they set up a telescope so that they could watch it. Nana Rose's telescope. Um, and of course, they had a telescope in like the Rivervale timeline and all back back forever. So I like that they continue on with this telescope. Yes. And Archie's like, okay. And he turns around and looks at his like little minis. And I'm like, I love Archie and his D&D minis. But he just puts around a little his, map. His little war map. Yeah. He's like, mm, their speed is 30. So we'll move them each turn. But it depends on what they roll for their initiative. So uh, Twyla talks to Percival how she's worried about the army. Because like, yeah, we're controlling them, but they're brand new. And Percival's like, I don't care if they're good. <laughs> They don't have to be good. They just kind of have to be, be like... there. They gotta be little road bumps. Yeah, so he's just using them as shields. And so he's like, it's okay if they die. And honestly, it's okay if you die too. And she's like, okay. Okay. Not good sure. Thing. Like, why are you... Okay, you expect me to be my your ally after talking to you? You talking to me like this? Good thing she's enchanted. I guess so. So uh, there's banging on the door and he tells her to go see what it is. So the serpents burst in and they start beating people up. And I know that we're mad at Kevin, but like I said about the trailer for this episode, seeing Kevin in a serpent jacket and working with the serpents, it makes me happy. Fair enough. After being so crappy about the serpents all season, I really appreciate him finally doing that. So Tony attacks Twyla and Twyla gets hit in the face with two ninja stars. It's brutal. Yeah, It's a brutal death. I think one of them goes into her eyes. Yeah. Like, yikes. Um, so I assume she's dead. Yeah, no, she's dead. Yeah. So Kevin and Anthony run upstairs and Percival just immediately shoots Kevin. <laughs> and Anthony shows up and Percival says, who even are you? I've never seen you in my life. Um, I've never, you know, you're not a citizen of Riverdale because I've never talked to you before. I'm like, can, can you not feel that he is your equal? You can't feel can his power? Can you not feel that? So he's like, I'm the guy who kills you. And he goes, lol, okay. So he like is trying to shoot him and it's not working. So he goes, wait, are you Anthony? <gasps> no! Dun, dun, dun. Doesn't even ask how this happened and how he's an adult. So he, uh, Anthony comes over and is going to stab him, but Percival escapes in this really cool sort of like turny chair moment. Yeah, it's full um, magician. Yeah, he's like, and then he poof, goes outside of the casino doors and is suddenly naked for some reason. <laughs> yeah, why was he naked? That I do not know. I okay. do not know why he was naked. And he seals the doors of the casino so that nobody can get out. Maybe his apparitions only work um, if he's naked. Maybe. And okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. So Archie has already heard what happened at the casino. He says the ghoulies are done, but Percival escaped and everybody who was in there is now trapped. Kevin uh, was injured, but they think he'll be okay. Um, there's no sign of the heads, but they have all night to look. They have to be in there. So they it should be found. It's so weird. Jughead and Tabitha show up and say that they were just in Rivervale and they have a plan. It's, it, this is, this turns out to be a cool plan. Yeah, it does end up being really cool. So Tabitha says she checked a bunch of scenarios in Rivervale and they actually have better odds there because they have supernatural energies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So here's our long shot idea. We need the final battle to happen in actual pops 
So let's move it again. And they're like, okay, well, we only have two hours, so I don't think we can get it done in time. And Tabitha's like, it's okay, I'm gonna create a time bubble again. Yep. Okay, so she does a little time bubble over the El Royale, and then a little time bubble over pops again, and they get everything moved again. And I think Reggie says, like, even sped up, that work was difficult. Yeah. And I'm like, so you perceived time going that quickly. I, oh, yeah. I was trying to figure that line out. I was like, wait, so could you feel that you were moving fast? It's like, if your time goes that quickly, how do you even make a decision? You know, how do you even have time to make a decision of what you're going to pick up and exactly. what you're going to put down, you know? So I was under the impression that they felt it like normal time. But then I have like my own like time turner questions because it's like every time Hermione goes back in the time turner, does she gain three hours of her life? And so how many, like, did she gain like a full year and third year of her actual life, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I had those questions in the tab of the timeline where it's like, if she's done a million timelines like this, should she not be so, so much significantly older? That's what I wanted to know. But now since she's an angel, maybe not. So I'm just like, are all these people who were in the time loops like older now slightly? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Like I said, this is just a podcast about being pedantic. Yes. So everyone goes home to rest a little, even though they only have like a like an hour to hang out. And um, even though Archie said, I don't think we should be at the houses. Right. Uh, and Archie is there at Pops. Percival. Oh, also very pleased that we didn't lose the Pops set. Yes. Because I absolutely love the pop I set. was genuinely concerned that they had taken it down. Yeah. And I'm also like, if we were just going to put it back, not really sure why we ended up actually moving it to the El Royale. I don't know. But okay. So Percival shows up and he sees that everyone else is inside and Archie's like, I have some backup. Why don't you have any backup? And he's like, no, I'm powerful from the comet or whatever. Sure. So they fight. Pew, pew, pew. Clang, clang, clang. Throw down! And Reggie, Cheryl, Betty, and Veronica are watching from inside. They seem to be pretty evenly matched. Clang, clang, clang. Fighting. Boom, pow. Uh, Archie falls and Percival's like, I'm glad your friends will get to watch you die. But then he looks over and they're all gone. And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Where did they go? Record scratch. And then they all go, because they let their breath go because they were invisible and they're all surrounding him. So like I said earlier, Reggie, congrats for doing a magic thing. It's a, it's a, it's actually a great little trick. It is. So they all just like punch him and beat him up a bunch in a circle and it kind of reminded me of the serpent initiation. But I just think it's so funny that they don't use their powers at all. They just beat no, him up. None of them use their powers in this fight. They all have superpowers. Yeah. None of them use it. Instead, they just fight him with their fists. Well, some of them use their fists. And then, like, I think Cheryl has a baseball bat and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, so I would believe it if these were, like, Percival's magic weapons. But, but where did not. you get them? Cheryl, you can set people on fire. Right. Like, I just think, anyway, whatever. It was a cool moment where he, like, was like, poo, 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 over and over again. Um, and then Veronica said an absolutely iconic line, this is our town, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's my favorite line of work. Um, That's the only other one that I wrote down, so you can have that one. Thank you. So they're like, you're outnumbered, Percival. You've lost. Will you surrender? And he's like, haha, no. And he has another trick. And he uses their powers against them. Not really sure why he hadn't done this beforehand. I um, think because of the Bailey's Comet logic. Sure. Like, it's, it made him stronger. Yeah. So he has poisoned Veronica. He has blinded Betty. He's frozen Cheryl. He's turned Reggie into a dummy and Archie into that bronze statue. Okay. Sure. It was kind of a cool moment. I'll allow it. It was. Jughead is sitting inside. So Percival's like, okay, that's my next obstacle. So Percival enters Pops. This will be important later. Percival at no point questions why Jughead wasn't out there. Right. He's just like sitting there. He's like, well, you a weenie, Jones? (laughs) (laughs) 
So the ghosts are here watching and witnessing the battle or whatever, like they are supposed to be. And so Jughead's the last line of defense and he says, thanks for dressing up. Jughead's in a little suit and they're going to play a game of dominoes. And Jughead says the winner gets the soul of Riverdale and the loser gets lobotomized. Yeah, those are your options. And they're both so sure that they'll be fine that they both just play. Yep. So Percival says, your abilities are very impressive, but you won't break into my mind. And then he says, may your friend's minds be shredded like so much cabbage. Not a little bit of cabbage, so much. No, it's a turn of phrase. Then when I Googled it, why didn't anything come up? That, it's just something that's, like, uh, it's, it's a literary phrase where you're like, like so much, like, I wish I could explain this, but when he said it, I immediately understood what he was saying. But yeah. when you were like, ah, ha, ha, that's a lot of cabbage. I was like, that's way funnier. <laughs> Here's the thing is that I was Googling it, trying to figure out what the exact phrase was, you know? And the only thing that I found after digging was their reputation shredded like so much cabbage at a coleslaw convention or something like that. Oh my God. What said. No. And then also the only other thing I could find was quotes from this episode. What is this? So much cabbage thing. No, it's a so li- it's not cabbage. What is it's, it? It's so it's like it's so the, much the is like the phrase. So much is, the, is an idiom. Like so much is a is is an uh-huh. is the the, the literary of cabbage device is what makes it goofiest. Okay, yeah. so like, what would I Google to find another example of this? Just like so much. It, the Merriam-Webster has it defined as an idiom, and okay. it's uh like something that it's it just explains. Their examples are. The explanation sounded like so much nonsense, or the house burned like so much paper. Okay. Sounds good. I think cabbage is hilarious, though. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cabbage makes it really goofy. Okay, so when Brittany said, oh, it's a it's a saying or whatever, I thought this f***ing- You thought the cabbage part was the I saying. thought it was the cabbage oh part. Oh my god, oh my god. And I was like, I've never heard of this cabbage oh saying my god. in my life. Can you- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You were like, oh, it looks so stupid. It's a it's a saying. And I'm like, people are out here saying like so much cabbage? No. I it's it's like a fancy way of saying something like so I got much. it. Oh my Great. god. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so happy right now. So not just a little bit of cabbage, lots of cabbage. Yeah. So they go inside each other's brains. Percival's door is like medieval as heck. And uh, Jughead can't get in. Percival goes into Jughead's easy because he's been in there before and he uses like a little spell. He goes over to Jughead's comics and starts ripping out Jughead's comics and memories. So we see him kissing Tabitha for the first time. We see him doing the graffiti on the drive-in in 104. And we see a flash to the end of 101 when he's talking to Archie. Yeah. And Jughead shows up behind him and says, oh my God, that was so easy for you. But alas, that was my plan. I got your ass. While you were here, you left your body vulnerable. And he's like, well, who attacked me? Because all your friends are unavailable. And I'm like, were you ever one? First of all, I mean, I know this isn't the person, but I'm like, were you wondering where Tabitha was? Tabitha was still... Oh my god, yeah, Tabitha could have straight up just but okay. stabbed him in the head. He'd be done. He's like, anyway, I brought my Rivervale friends. He So while he was inside Jughead's Mind Palace... Like so much cabbage. Like so much cabbage. Um, oh, that's so much cabbage. That's so much cabbage. You like, know what? I'm not that's gonna be too much to, cabbage. I'm not going to be able to eat all this cabbage. That's too much. Put it back. So while he was inside Jughead's Mind Palace, he got mega stabbed. Dun, dun, dun. Like, like there's blood everywhere. And he just wakes up and is like, oh, weird. So he's like... Here are my Rivervale friends. He's like, what? This makes no sense. Because oh, aren't you guys, like, gone? Aren't you guys, like, outside being frozen and stuff? And they're like, no, these are the people from Rivervale. I made a portal to Rivervale 
in the pop store way, and you walked through here like an idiot, not knowing. Okay? It's a genuinely good plan. So as a person who's pedantic. Oh dear. Please okay. allow me this. All right. We have the Rivervale versions of these characters, correct? Okay. Now, why is Rivervale Cheryl here? Yeah, isn't that just Nana Rose? Should she not be catatonic? <gasps> oh my god, that's right! She's supposed to, like, not even be able to see out of one eye! And tell me, why is Rivervale Tony here? Is she not? Isn't she La Llorona? Right. <laughs> But I guess they didn't want to leave him out, so they just brought him in, I guess. Oh my god, they didn't even follow the rules of their own show! Yeah. So, Why am I surprised? Yeah. Why am I surprised? <laughs> whatever. Uh, so, Percival's like, okay, whatever, I don't even care, I'm immortal. So Tabitha says, too bad, because I'm going to take you back to 1580 before you were immortal. So she goes, picks him up, and she goes, shwoof, and they go into a uh, 1580. It's very funny. And Mr. Cypher says, oh hey, what's up? He's back. Like, oh, oh, says, hey. uh, and Tabitha says, here's your guy, here's your guy. And Percival says, um, actually, I haven't sold my soul yet. This is a okay, paradox. Okay, you're dumb. And Have Mr. Cypher- Doctor Who? Mr. Cypher says, uh, actually, it transcends time and space. So, yeah, you have. So Percival says, if I can't have Riverdale, no one can. He does a little spell, and the devil picks him up and takes him away. Yeah. We have defeated Percival, yeah. I guess. Yeah, by working with the devil, because the devil, you know. Yeah. I honestly hope that this is the end of Percival. I think it was a really good ending, and um, I hope they don't take it back. Because yeah, I I'm think done that, with Percival now. Right. I think that he was really good for the time that we had him, but I think that his time is over. Yeah, that's um, that's enough. Yes, and thank you to Chris O'Shea. I think that uh, with what you were given, you were amazing. Yeah. I think he was great. Sorry that you had to be on the show. Happy you got a bag. Yeah, happy that I got to watch you do uh, something that you enjoyed doing. So they leave Pops after Tabitha coming back to present day and stuff. They leave Pops. Everyone is waiting because I guess as soon as Percival died or got taken away by the devil, all of their problems and maladies got taken taken back. Yeah. Everyone's waiting. They're like, it's over. We won. Ah, they all hug and celebrate. I love it. It makes me so happy. I like watching them happy. Same. So as soon as Percival died, like I said, uh, the casino opened back up because that was another spell that he had. They found the heads in a fridge in the kitchen. I mean, if you're going to put a head somewhere, you might as well keep it cool. I guess so. And Dr. Curdle reattaches the heads in his ghoulie jacket. Not sure how sanitary that is. Probably put your uh, scrubs back on Dr. Curdle Jr. I think it'll be fine. And then Cheryl brings them. I mean, yeah, she's about to burn them, right? So it exactly. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so Cheryl brings them back to life. And Heather says, hey, Cheryl, this is all great and everything, but I've been watching the comet. Something bad's about to happen. <laughs> we move over to a different scene because that's for later. Jughead uh, talking to Tabitha says he's really confused as to why he didn't die because he was supposed to die. And Tabitha's like, mm, guess it was because we went to Riverdale and a River Vale and not Riverdale. I don't really know. And they both go, mm, guess we'll never know. And that's, and that's, that's it. it. You'll never have the answer. To whatever. That. Whatever. Sure. I'll believe it. So we see um, the people who died uh, are back. Alice is in her living room and she's hugging her girls and it's awesome. So Alice got Polly back. I'm really sad that we didn't get to see her see that Polly was back. But Machen would have done so well. I know, but I'm really happy that they are, that they're back to be a family. And I know that this show doesn't care slash doesn't have enough time to do this and that they're too busy worrying about a comet. Okay. But someone please write the deleted scene and send it to me where Alice talks about how she was with FP and Charles and Betty and Polly in oh, heaven. Please. That right? Would have been nice. She went there. Polly says she's in a better place. I want to hear. Like, she you was know. With FP. You know she was. I know she was. And so I want her to, to have, like, there's no way Betty and Polly didn't ask her what it was like there, you know? I want to hear it. Please! Claw my own face off! <laughs> yeah. I miss our FP and Alice days. Ugh. Ugh. There was so much potential there. So much. Skeet, it's on sight, man! It's on sight! Yeah. 
listen. You know what? Some, some, paraso- the- some parasocial relationships are negative. negative. Uh, ski, I swear to God. <laughs> the thing is, I can't always 100% blame Ski. Yeah. Because they were given nothing to do. And that's got to be frustrating. They got to kiss, though. They, they got to kiss. Yeah, but they didn't do anything on the show. Like, they get, like FP and Alice stopped playing important mm. p- roles. Ross and Mark Pedowitz. Yeah. Fighting, you guys. Ross. Mark Pedowitz sold the CW for a dollar. Let us never forget that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what it's worth, so. <laughs> so got him. We see Tom with Kevin and everybody, and Veronica sweeping with Smithers, and Archie drinking a beer with his Uncle Frank, and then Cheryl shows up, and she says, gather everyone, it's not over. So everyone gathers in Archie's living room, as always. Um, you'd think that Archie, with as many gatherings as he has, would have more seating, um, <laughs> but he doesn't. So she calls them all Riverdalians. Rivered aliens. Which tells me that we're going to bring aliens back. Please. (laughs) With the comet, you know. So she says, here's the thing. The comet is not passing over Riverdale anymore. Percy must have done something because now it's headed straight for us. This is the funniest plot twist in the history of this show. I just wanted to give myself props because as soon as Heather was like, there's something wrong with the comet. I was like, it's crashing into Riverdale. I swear. I also said that. And then it was. And I said, we're going to do the apocalypse. Season mm-hmm. seven is just going to be the apocalypse. Yeah. And so. I don't really want to watch that. <laughs> so they're like, in 24 hours, it's going to crash right into us. It's going to be extinction level. It's going to kill everything. And I'm like, can't believe these random people with a telescope know this before NASA. Um, but okay. NASA's busy. They have to fight Elon Musk on a daily basis. Like, you don't think that Tabitha's watching Bailey's Comet, like, at like all times? When it's about to come, I know somebody is. It's This should be on Twitter. So, Tabitha's like, ooh, yeah, I remember Percival doing a little spell. And then she realizes that the apocalypse that she saw wasn't because Percival defeated everybody. It was because the comet hit and everybody is destroyed, except for Pops for some reason. <laughs> This building survived at a comet. Y'all, the minute they said the, like, comet was coming, I was like, okay, yeah. Apocalypse for season seven. That's what Roberto meant by they went in an unexpected direction for season seven. <laughs> it's Riverdale Apocalypse. I yeah. guarantee it. <laughs> no. Yes. What were you going to say, Sam? Just that I think it would be really funny if they all hid in the bunker and then the opening of season seven is them finding out that every other person in the world is dead. And <laughs> I don't want to watch only, The Hundred again. The only yeah. town that exists anymore is, is Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah. And they have to start it from the ground up, a la like Fallout or something. Yeah, except there's radiation problems, so they have to go into the sky. And then they see don't, that actually there are more Don't. Places. Don't. Is, and then they form another the thing. And then they form another uh, sort of space station with multiple space stations in it, and they call it the Ark. I will not watch it. You will be watching it by yourself. Okay, so I am taking um, any resumes. Uh, <laughs> so if you guys want to send... You little <laughs> So uh, let's move into segments. My first... It would just be Blanche. Yeah. Uh, which character needs a hug the most? I'm gonna give it to poor baby Anthony. Yeah. I know that I know that he seems like everything's fine, but I have questions, and I hope he's okay. In the alternate universe, where baby, where there's consequences to baby Anthony being yeah. aged up. Yeah. And or maybe Anthony is like, nothing happened to me in my entire life, and then I woke up and then got destroyed by a comet. I literally was born, 
And then Comet. Actually, Baby Anthony's the only person that survives. Baby Anthony. Because <laughs> he's immortal. Baby Anthony and Tabitha. Baby Anthony is, is friggin' Shannon Cook's character. No, Baby Anthony's Bill Cadigan. Ew. Okay, uh, but I'm right, though. No, Baby Anthony is Jordan. Yes. This is this this is only important uh, if you watched past season five of The 100, which you shouldn't have done. So, really sorry. <laughs> Like, if you watched it, so did we, and yeah. I think we all know none of us should have done that. Yeah, so. I think we all suffered unimaginable brain damage. I'm just gonna say, like I say every time, watch the first five seasons of The 100, and then just listen to our podcast where we complain about what happened for the last two seasons. Yeah. That's what I think. And I think that you'll enjoy yourself more overall. I think that's fair. Um, So that is my first segment. And my segment is which MILF was the most badass, because um, I get to say Tony this episode. Yeah. Great. Um, Sam is here. Would you like to do your own segment, Sam? <laughs> sure. My segment is, what is Sam shipping the most? Even though I'm not here, I still watch Riverdale. And this week, I am shipping <laughs> Archie and Alice. <laughs> just because nothing means anything anymore. And Archie can identify Alice Cooper by, by her, her boobies. Moves. So... I know that's something we made up, but explain it. Like... Explain it in any other way. Like... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, listen, we made it up, but we make our rules because that makes as much sense as the rest of this goddamn show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so nothing means anything. So, um, I'm shipping that. Archie God. and Alice, we yeah. stand. Real listen, Stacey's mom situation. It, mm-hmm. No, it's literally. That, it's that, um, Betty and Alice just have the same boobs. Oh, he's like, that's the same. Yeah, he's like, mm, yeah, I, I recognize yeah. those. <laughs> yeah. uh, my other segment is Is Chick dead or what? I don't know. He will be once this comet hits. And is Hiram dead? Probably not. I especially feel like pro- not after this episode. There was no. so much Hiram talk. There's no way. Hiram comes in single-handedly, saves them all from the comet. Yeah. Hiram shows up and <gasps> has also gotten no. superpowers. Hiram has a spaceship. <laughs> That's where he's been hiding. Yes! Hiram. In space! Hiram from River Vale comes in. Uh-huh. No. He Hi- has a spaceship. Yes. Uh, Hiram is canonically dead in Rivervale. Oh, he is. Yes, he died from his disease, I think. Oh, uh, right before <laughs> before her uh, quinceanera. Well, never mind. Yeah, remember she was so upset that the Jonas Brothers, that, that she canceled the Jonas Brothers concert? And it's like, what disease was it? We still don't know. Yeah. Now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Reggie for... Man, even in hyperspeed moving blows. I get it. As somebody who will be moving soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, not yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. No. And mine goes to Veronica for... This is our town, bitch. <laughs> this, it, it's cringe and it's a masterpiece. I loved it because it was written to be like this huge, iconic, badass moment. And it was just like, hey, get get out of here. This, this is our town. <laughs> loved it. As for the trailer, it is the finale. And the blurb for it is Crossroads. Archie and the gang band together to save Riverdale from the greatest threat the town has ever faced. A comet. Uh, literally a comet. Yeah. All right. So we see Jughead looking dramatically, Betty looking dramatically, Veronica and Reggie holding hands. Hello. Thank you. I've Hashtag been waiting Betty. for them to come back together. Mary is here. Finally. She says we should all be together for whatever is coming. And then we see the Andrews and the Cooper clan looking out the window. There's this bright light coming across. Hey, so if there's, there's a comet, comet, why don't they just leave? Uh, it's going to kill the whole earth. She said it's extinction level. Oh, I thought it was just Riverdale that it was extinction it's, level up. It is hitting Riverdale, but it is going to kill the world. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So then we see Cheryl and Veronica kissing. Okay, so I yeah, think- Yeah, what's your thoughts? My theory on this is that this is a fun way for Cheryl to die so that she can go do something in the afterlife. Uh-huh. She looks real pumped about it. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be pumped to kiss a pretty girl? Yeah, 
they're both they both are like smiling. So I'm like, all right. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll ship this. So Archie is proposing to Betty. Sure. We see a shot of the ring. He says, we may not have much time, but I know what I want to do with it. Honestly, I love it. As a Archie shipper, adorable. But I feel like she's going to be like, I'll think about it, Archie. And then if Agent Drake does come back in the final episode, she's going to be like, but wait, Betty. And Betty's going to be like, ooh. Which I think will kind of be crappy because she's been with Archie for a really long time. And I hope that she says yes to Archie, to be honest. I think it'll be half crappy and half me being glad that uh, Lily gets to play uh, a queer person. Or explore her her own inherent queerness by actually getting to kiss a girl. Because obviously Lily's bi and I guess this is Betty's bi as well. Mm -hmm. I'm also bi. It would be nice to see her kiss a girl. Yeah. Uh, We see Cheryl crying in front of Pops. We see Jughead, Tabitha, and Pop at Jughead's apartment, eating food, holding hands, and seeing the bright light through the window. They really just stole this from uh, Don't Look Up. It really seems sweet that, like, they all are kind of just coming together and, like, spending a nice, like, evening together before they all die. I'm just like, but you guys have to be doing something about this, right? Like, there has to be something you can do. They're like, season seven is just a completely, like, oh my god, Brittany. What? Okay, this is not what they're doing. Okay. But what if season seven is just a flash sideways because they all died? Oh, and it's all in Rivervale? Or it's all in The Sweet Hereafter? Or something. Oh my god, I'd watch that. (laughs) So we see Mary, Archie, Frank, Alice, Betty, and Polly and the twins all looking out the window. Polly covers the twins' eyes. It's honestly a really dope trailer. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's... It's going to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we said, this episode of the podcast is going to be late. So your thoughts on this episode, your thoughts on next episode, and your hopes for season seven, we want to hear from you. Let us know. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. And thanks so much to Sam for hanging out in the background That's while we recorded. That's my little wifey. She She's was at Comic Con this weekend. If you were so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes or where... I guess not iTunes. Apple <laughs> Podcasts. Wherever the hell you listen to this. Yeah. I don't know. If you can. Do whatever you want. I and love you. Like I said earlier, we talked about a little bit about The 100. We have a podcast for it. We did seasons four to seven as they were airing. Um, Don't watch past five. And uh, we're going back to do the good old days. We're almost done season three and then we're going backwards. Yeah. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we have to talk about that show too. We are, we've completely finished seasons one to three. We're doing our season four podcast next year and we have like a little recap of season four pod up right now. And our thoughts. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. We are, I'm literally about to put out the uh the final episode of season three so season three is done and we have guests over there and also a spoiler section at the end so if you're watching along for the first time you can listen along and that would mean the hecking world to me robin loves what other people watch lost it's true i'm just trying to make your life better it's true yeah you can follow the fiction on twitter facebook tumblr and instagram you want to say twitter tumblr instagram twitter tumblr and instagram because we don't use facebook because um we have a facebook page but i don't put anything on it. Um, I have, like, my shop has a Facebook page, and I just have it, everything from Instagram cross-posted. Yeah. Because, I'm not using, what? No. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, our Patreon is patreon.com slash cfictionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating. It's expensive for us to make. It is free for you to listen to, but it's not free to make, and we put in a lot of effort, so we'd really appreciate your help, and like I said earlier, there's a bunch of cool little perks that you can get uh, if you join. Uh, if not, just recommend us to a friend that really does truly help. Thank you. We love word of mouth. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. Next episode is episode 622. It's called Night of the Comet. And uh, it's the finale. Night of the Comet is a 1984 American science fiction comedy horror film. Mm. It stars Catherine Mary Stewart, Robert Beltran. No! 
and Kelly Maroney as survivors of a, of a comet that has turned most people into either dust or zombies. It has a Rotten Tomatoes approval rating of 79% and it has since become a cult film influencing the creation of Buffy Summers. Interesting. I, I stopped listening when you said Robert Beltran. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.